levanto y me hago un licuado Ojos rojos a la verga, me parezco marihuana I guess I'm doing kinda good in this game Keep it real with you, I ain't even rocking with this fame Talking to my jefa and she told me ponte listo Everybody from pero todos no son amigos Let's go What day is it? Thank you for joining me here today, October 12, 2023 uh, I'm recording this here at 2.33pm I'm dropping this at 4 p.m. for you guys. I've had a, I've had a quite an interesting um, start to my month. We're gonna go over a bunch of, of that today. Um, we're gonna talk about um, sports. We're gonna talk about sober October, and we're gonna talk about a couple, a few other things, right? I'm gonna dive into sports a little bit though, um, and then sober October. I have some details um, on how that's been going and why I'm doing it. <clears throat> Um, some of the support systems around me that help that are um, helping me stay on track, you know. Um, but here we are. Thank you for joining me here at the Full Circle Mentality Podcast. I am the host with the most better than motherfucking butter on toast. They call me Jay the Pounds. They call me Don Julio, and we're here to rock. Okay. So before I even start all this other stuff, real quick, I just want to say thank you for everybody who's been supporting and buying the merch. You guys can go ahead and find that on FullCircleCode.shop. That's F U. L-L-C-I-R-C-L-E-C-O dot shop. S-H-O-P. It's pretty easy. Um, we got everything from hats, buckets, hoodies, crew necks, female shorts, um, unisex shorts. We got the brand new from Westside with Love Drop, um, the t-shirts as well. They're a little bit of an oversized fit. I know a lot of the, a lot of the youngsters are uh, rocking a lot of that. So tap in. Um, everything is priced fairly and we appreciate the support. Also, if you guys haven't yet, check out, um, the handle on Instagram at ap.performancesports. That's my boy, Angel. He's been working at this for some years now, mastering his craft, helping everybody elevate physically, mentally, and spiritually. If you guys are serious about getting on track, um, getting better at a sport, he can fine tune you into a, uh, what is it? Finely tuned athletic machine. He can do that for you, okay? Uh, I'm not just talking about it. Not only will he build your physical, he will build your mental. He will push your mental capabilities to the next level. Motherfuckers like a David Goggins. You know, I whenever I seek inspiration, I go back to his page. I go back to the things that we've talked about over the years. You know, we're always about bettering ourselves and improving ourselves. Um, and that is one way you guys can do it. Check him out. Support my brother. He's giving his... Um, like some, I, I believe it's like a dollar. It's like donations, you know, it's donations. He just wants to be able to help you live a better life. Whoo. But yeah, some of those conversations, man, we've, uh, talked about some deep stuff. If you guys haven't yet, he actually records me. Um, he, reco- he interviews me, um, on an episode. I think he's back. No, it's right before that or after that. I have him record, uh, record with me. He's interviewing me. And we get pretty deep, kind of talk about where we've been, why we started the podcast, or why I started the podcast, um, the big movement behind that, you know, obviously, literally, it was two minds that um, had some ideas, and we started to put things into fruition and create our realities, you know, one step at a time, executing, creating a plan, executing, creating deadlines. That's one thing that this man always talks to me about, is deadlines. If you don't have a deadline, when are you going to get it done? Whenever? I guess it's not important to you, right? Damn, Julio, you sound fucking sharp. 
Yeah, man, because I haven't been smoking weed. Has it been hard? Yes. No. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been pretty hard. Because uh, I used to dive into weed every single day. I would be smoking like an eighth in a day and a half, if that. Um, probably like in a day. Spending money like fucking nobody's business. Now I'm saving some cash. And um, I'm working and moving with a little more mental clarity. I discussed that last week as well. I'm going to tell you about how, how uh, that's going a little bit here later in the podcast. Um, big shout out to the Greenfield Bruins. You guys are doing your thing out there in South County. You guys keep holding it down. Keep making everybody proud. You know what I mean? Um, you guys have a great coaching staff there. You guys have um, great talent there. So, you know, stay disciplined, stay on track, and make sure you guys are executing, you know. Live it up. Have a great time. You guys put in the practice every single day. You guys have practiced. You guys have been in the weight room. Now you guys just got to execute every Friday, right? Under the Friday night lights. You guys go get it. But we're going to talk about some sports real quick. All right. We're going to dive into some sports for you guys who know me. I'm a Raider, Celtic, and Dodger fan. Yes, I'm a little bit all over the board, and that is okay. We're going to start with the Dodgers, man. Fucking Dodgers, bro. What's up with these cats? Is it a manager thing? Does the manager suck? Is it that? That's what it is, huh? I think that's what it is. Because it seems like during the year, we're just kicking ass, taking names, whooping on the Giants, whooping on the Diamondbacks, whooping on the whooping on everybody, honestly. And for all you Giants fans who are like, oh, come join and take a seat with us. You guys are the fucking, oh my God, that's petty. But I understand it. You guys aren't that good. I don't remember the last time you guys saw a postseason. Was it like three years ago, four years ago, five years ago? I don't know. No one really keeps track. A lot of people go to the games and take pictures and have a good time. But, you know, you know, you know what it is. But the Dodgers, they suck. They suck every every postseason. So I'm not surprised. They got swept by the Diamondbacks. The first game was 11-2, to I believe. After that game, I said, oh, that's a wrap. The Diamondbacks were on fire. They got hitting power. They got defense. It's a... Uh, we were uh, outmatched. They were outmatched, not we. I don't play for them. It's tough. It's tough to be a Dodger fan sometimes just because uh, you have high hopes always, especially in the postseason. You're expected to make it to the postseason, and, well, you guys shit the bed. You guys went to bed. You guys fucking, come on. You guys put up, like, maybe, is it, like, eight runs in those three games, if that? I think you guys scored four, two, two. Yeah, eight runs. The fucking Diamondbacks scored 11 in the first game. If you can't get on base, then what the fuck? Bases were loaded in the second game, I believe. Um, and you guys couldn't capitalize. How many runners were left on base? Simple stuff. You know, hit the ball. Watch the ball. Hit the bat. Put it in play. Um, and uh, give you guys yourself a chance to win. Easier said than done, obviously. You guys are playing at a major league level. Best of the best. But damn, sucks to be a fan sometimes. Sucks to be a fan. And then we're going to roll right into the Las Vegas Raiders. Finally getting a win over the Green Bay Packers at home. Did it was it a um was it a pretty win? No, it wasn't a pretty win. It was a very um I thought they were going to blow it, honestly. Shout out to Meek Rob uh Meek Roberts. I believe it's Meek Roberts. 21 who made the pick to save uh save face for Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, what are you doing, sir? What are you doing? It's fourth and fucking one. You fucking play to win. You fucking tell that offensive line to get you that fucking yard and you Josh give Josh Jacobs the ball. It's a big push, big front. Can't be stopped. 
But it seems like it seems like that's just a plague with the Raiders. It seems like once they're doing something good, every coach will go away from what was working from them, for them. You start to see Josh Jacobs pick up speed. You start to see him run downhill. You start to see him kind of come into the player that he is. He kind of has a slow start every year, kind of the way he is, right? Um, he's getting the ball. He's getting rolling, whether it's catching and re- whether it's receiving or rushing. He's getting going. It's like um, it's like when Marshawn Lynch didn't get the ball to when they didn't give the ball when Pete Carroll didn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch versus the Patriots, and then Russell Wilson ends up throwing a pick, right? That ends the game. I, I I can live with you giving the ball to Marshawn Lynch four times in a row. I can live with Josh McDaniels um, giving Josh Jacobs the ball on that fourth and one. I'm not even mad at it, even if he doesn't get it. Even if he doesn't get it. You're already forcing the defense um, t- to exceed, you know, just to, to play above what they're expected to play. The defense kept them in this game. And the Green Bay Packers aren't a great club. They're just not. The offense looked all right. You know, they got some things going. Like I said, the run game. Jimmy G looked all right. Had some good completions. Had an um, interception and a touchdown, I believe. Which isn't too bad. Coming off of a concussion protocol, let's go. But just the coaching of Josh McDaniels is very suspect. That motherfucker's suspect, bro. It's fucking Mark Davis, what are you doing with your fucking haircut, dog? You fucking look like... You just look evil, bro. Like, And then you're cussing at the coach. Like, You guys are just all types of dysfunctional. It's uh, it's a, it's it's sad to see as a Raider fan. You just see the dysfunction within the actual organization trickle down to the players. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's very tough. I've been a Raider fan since I was about eight years old. Got to see them play in the Super Bowl on TV versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they got their ass whooped. They got their asses handed to them. Shout out John Gruden for that one. Um, but since then, we've just been plagued with like just. Horrible coaching, okay players, great players, players that are supposed to make a difference, um, not being utilized correctly. (coughs) Some of the, um, (coughs) Jesus Christ, get a little water. Who drinks water with a straw? Like, does everybody just put like a straw in their cup now? I don't know if it's because I live with a bunch of females, but there's straws around the house, right? And I have it in my cups now, and water just goes down way easier. I suggest a straw for everybody who wants to stay hydrated. But uh, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, some of the captains on the team, right? The two captains, the heart of the team. That's the heart of the offense, I would say, is Josh Jacobs. You give him the ball, one person can touch him, two people can touch him, but it's always yards after initial contact for him. Hard to slow that man down. Really hard to slow that man down once he gets going. You take the ball out of his hands. Uh, then you force um, Carlson to kick a field goal. He already missed one for the day. He misses two. And then the defense is back on the field. The defense has been doing pretty good that game. But come on, man. You got to play to win. You got to play to win. Max Crosby is an absolute fucking terror. This man is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's gonna Hopefully, he stays a Raider for his whole career. Because I love watching him. The intensity he brings. He's on one side of the line rushing all the way to the opposite side to make a tackle, disrupting plays, um, allowing other players to make a play with that disruption, right? This motherfucker is is just, he's like an all-star fucking player. He's the man right now. Um, I think he's um, 
tied with like for with three other folks for like most sacks and quarterback hurries and or quarterback pressure shit like that. So, being a Raider fan, there is a glimpse of life, right? There is a glimpse of life. I don't get my hopes up too high. I really don't. But it's just frustrating every Sunday. I still put myself through the agony of watching these games. I find a way to make sure I watch the games. Um, and I'm always looking at the sidelines. I'm always looking at people's facial expressions. Like I talked about last week, Josh Jacobs looked like he, I don't know, Josh McDaniels just looks like he was kind of, you know, just he wears his emotions on his face too much. You got to be composed and poised as a, as a, as a NFL head coach. Um, his speech after the game. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, he's a, he might be a great offensive coordinator, but, um, a head coach. Um, I don't know. He didn't do great for the Broncos. I don't think he's doing very good. Uh, with the Raiders. I don't see him here next season. If he continues to go downhill for the Raiders, I can see him getting fired within the year. But I did not want to end on a sour note, right? That's why I went from the Dodgers, you know, started to pick up with the Raiders. And now we're getting to the Celtics, my beloved Celtics. I love the Celtics, right? Every postseason, you know, it's hard to watch as well. But the Celtics made some moves this offseason. They acquired Drew Holiday and uh, what's his name? Kristaps Porzingis, 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 um, to join Derek White, Jalen Brown, and Jason Tatum for the starting five. And watching them in the few games that they have played already, oh my gosh, if this team stays healthy, right? Very worried about um, the Bucks with uh, uh, fucking, you know, Zeke, uh, the freak Greek, uh, I fucking forget his name, dude. Uh, him and then uh, Lillard just joined him on the Milwaukee Bucks, so they're going to give us a run for our money. Um, but I've just honestly been paying attention to the Celtics in these past couple games. Uh, Derek White against Philly, just looking great on defense and offense. I love the bald head, brother. Keep it up. Drew Holiday, I didn't like the move initially, but just seeing his game and how he plays with these other four, it's great. And then Porzingis, not only does he play fucking defense, but this man is hes breaking ankles on offense. Big man, breaking ankles on offense. Get the fuck off me, he said. Let's go. I'm excited to see what the Celtics have to offer for the rest of the year. Um, I am rocking my jersey. I'm rocking my Ray Allen jersey, and I'm rocking my white dome, a double line, um, sports specialty cap, you know, just because I feel great about the Celtics right now. I feel good. I had a great workout today. I hit legs. We squatted. We did the squats, squat-tober, trying to get back and um, – into just fucking into shape, you know what I mean? I've been reading David Goggins. Um, what the fuck is that fucking? Every time I go to say the name. Here, let me look it up. I've been reading it. I'm on page like 116 or 18. I'm a very, very slow reader. So um, don't judge me. I'm trying to get in 10 pages a day. Um, that's something I committed to with Sober October. Can't hurt me. David Goggins. If you guys have seen him on podcast or seen him on YouTube, you have to go and read the book because all everything else, yes, he talks about it, but he doesn't dive into it too deep. You have to read the book to truly understand this man. And even then, I can't even get inside his brain. It's, it's the mental fortitude. It's the callousness that he builds. He's nothing special, and he talks about it all the time. He's not this special, crazy, superhuman person who... You know, was given these God these, these gifts by God, right? He he was overweight. He was a he was fat. He was working as a as a roach killer, as an insect killer. Uh, those dudes who go around and kill roaches and shit. He would go late night into fast food places, and set traps and bomb places. 
You know, this was after his first stint in the um, Navy, I believe. Prior to that, growing up, he was fucking abused by his father, like verbally, physically, beat his mom. Um, finally got away from that, saw his stepfather, or not a stepfather, but the new man in his life that his mother was going to marry, gets murdered. Fuck, you know, can't read in a town where it's predominantly white people. Experiencing racism, right? Not knowing who he is. Trying to find an outlet. Not understanding himself. Then challenging himself. Then rising to the occasion of what he truly wanted to be, which is a Navy SEAL, right? And I'm going to let you guys read the book. He just, the feats that he accomplished, man. And that's just him putting his mind to something and doing it. So I think... So, within certain people, they are negative buoyant, I believe. So, their bone density is just heavier, I think. I, I, I'm i not too scientific on this shit, so don't quote me. But he's one of those people. So, to be a Navy SEAL, you have to be able to be in the fucking water, right? Um, <clears throat> so, he had to overcome that. He had to overcome a fucking busted knee. He went through three hell weeks. If you guys don't know what the Navy SEAL hell weeks are... Go ahead and look him up on YouTube. He went through three of those to become finally a Navy SEAL. All right. The elite of the elite. The motherfuckers. Right. He became that. Did tours in Iraq. Came back. Challenged himself more. Wanted to become a ranger. Um, running, running now in ultra marathons. He couldn't read. He couldn't write. You know, through his life, he was overweight, like an overweight by like hundreds of pounds. Being told he has to lose 106 pounds in a month, doing that, showing up and committing. Man, it's beautiful. Which gets me to Sober October. I didn't start Sober October because of David Goggins or his book. I started Sober October to give myself some mental clarity and to prove to myself that I'm able to stop doing something. Right. To be able to say, no, I'm not going to smoke. No, I'm not going to indulge in alcohol. No, I'm not going to indulge in cocaine. No, I'm not going to do this. No, I'm not going to do that. Right. It gives you your power back because you said you're keeping your word to yourself. I have my power back. I'm keeping my power right now. We are 12 days into October and I can proudly say that I've been sober off of those three things and that I'm reading 10 pages a day and I'm constantly trying to be in the gym to, to, to get physically and mentally stronger. How has Sober October been, Julio? You were all over the place the first episode. It sounded like you were fucking almost manic. Yeah, I know. That was day one or day two, I think. Let's go through it real quick, though. So the first couple days, the first five days, I would say were the hardest with mood swings and my sleep. And I'm still get adjusting to my sleep. I was irritable, I was frustrated, I wanted to give up, I wanted to just pack a bowl and just smoke and just give myself that out because I know it would make me feel better. But what would make me feel even worse if I succumbed to that pressure and I was and I was weak minded. If I did that I would I I, I I'd let myself down. So for these past twelve days I've committed to that and I've stayed on top of that. Some of you guys may be like, ah, Julio, you're just over here fucking trying to hype yourself up. You're over here just, you know, weed. It's not even that bad. I haven't even seen you have a drink. You don't fucking know me, right? And I don't fucking know you. 
but I'm trying to better myself and I'm trying to progress. And I'm doing this with another person. I'm doing with this a couple people. I'm doing this with my girlfriend, one of her friends. Um, and I think there's like three of us who are doing it. I'm also doing it with the homie Third Grail Vintage. Um, he's a fit boy. He's a fit boy. I met him through the hat community. And um, he's participating in this too. So shout out to you, brother. I see you. We might not be in the gym every day. We might not um, be running every single day. But to to be sober and to and to take that challenge on is a feat in itself. So hats off to you, man. Hats off to everybody who's participating in this. Because it's not easy. It's not easy. And people might think it's easy. Well, fucking do it. Show up and do it. You guys can talk all you fucking want with your beer in your hand. Cool. That beer's going straight to your belly. It's poison. And don't get me fucking wrong. I love it. I love having a good tequila. I love smoking weed. You know? I don't mind a little pasta every now and then. You know what I'm saying? I understand this. I understand this. I do. I understand the enjoyment that comes from that. I understand the little joy that it gives us, right? I understand how we work long days. And you know what? Let me pour up a little fucking paloma, right? Let me make one of these real quick and just, you know. But what if you didn't? What if you didn't come home and relax and pour yourself that drink or smoke that weed? What would you do? That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. What am I doing? Am I am I doing something to help me elevate? Am I just being in my room and moping? What am I doing? I'm reading. I'm going to the gym. I'm cleaning the crib. I'm trying to just keep my mind sharp. I'm trying to create new ideas for merch drops, ideas that are a little bit more heartfelt and close to me, right? These next couple drops that I'm going to have, well, this next drop, for sure, I'm going to have a little bit more of the creative control on it, right? And that's just, these are my outlets. I guess what I'm saying is you have to find other outlets other than the drug. Everybody who is participating in Sober October, maybe we had a slip up. That's okay. We don't take L's. They're just a lesson. What got to you that day? What wiggled into your mind? What was it that made you weak for that second? And I'm saying weak because that's what it was. And we have to look at this honestly and truthfully. Because if we don't, we're going to keep giving ourselves that little... Um, we're going to keep giving ourselves those little outs. And we're going to be like, oh no, it's okay, it's just one bull. Oh no, it's okay, it's just one bump. No, it's okay, it's just one shot. It's just one beer. But that shit adds up over time. It does. Shout out to everybody who is sober and staying sober, who lives a life of sobriety. This shit is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. And um, I'm not going to say and sit here and say I'm going to be sober forever. But I don't know what will happen after October. Uh, day 12 right now, and I'm truly looking forward to rolling up a joint November 1st. But maybe when October 31st comes, maybe I want to do this for another month. I'm kind of scared. I had a dream that... Uh, that I was actually smoking and I woke up panicked because I, I not even to the people in my group that I let down, but I let myself down. And I woke up with so much hurt and sadness in my heart. And then once I realized it was just a dream, I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was just a dream. Some of the dreams I've been having have been off the fucking chain. There was one dream where everybody who ever uh, so everybody that I've done cocaine with <laughs> was in this dream and we were all in one big group. And we were back home, right? And we were walking in this big-ass group, and I think it was Halloween. And we had fucking bags. Everybody had bags on us. And um, look at everybody. Oh, tell me about the bag. Tell me about the bag. Did you guys hit it? What'd you guys do? Um, yeah, we were finding a spot to fucking party. And then we see one of my homie's uh, sisters, 
And this wasn't his sister. Like in the dream, they were his sister, but like his sister has doesn't look like this, right? So there was these two chicks, and they one was his sister, one was his friend, and they're like, "Yeah, come inside. You know, you guys can party here all night." And we're like, "Fuck yeah, we're not gonna be bothered. It's a free house." But then when we get in there, it's like a family having dinner. It's like a white family having dinner, and everybody's being all proper and dressed nice. And we're like, "What the fuck? We can't be in here, dude." Like, you know, we're all fucking yacked out of our minds. Eyes are fucking pupils all dilated, about to pop out of our heads. So then it takes us, we were like, uh, my boy's like, hey, bro, I know the spot. It's a little bit run down, but we can chill there. It's these apartment complexes, and, and they're they're vacant. And we're like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And when we get in there, there's fucking, like, there's just dirty. It's like something out of a movie that you would see, just like a run-down fucking apartment complex. And we're in this apartment complex, and we're about to, like, break down everything that we got. And I didn't remember this initially, but one of my homies falls through the tub. Right. He just falls through the tub and falls on the floor. And before we even start to like break everything down. Right. And initially the, the 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 dream takes place at night. And then as this is happening, it's the morning. But we haven't done any drugs yet. And he falls through the tub and he falls on the floor outside. And we're like, oh, shit. So we all run outside to go get him. And then all of outside, we're outside of one of our um, uh, one of our homies houses on Maple back home. And it's. It's like we we go outside and then it's everything's calm. The homie didn't even fall through. You know, everybody's kind of relaxed, you know. People are smoking some weed. And then I woke up like <laughs> like what the fuck was that, you know? So I don't know. I don't know where we go when we dream. I don't know why I dreamt of that. I don't read too much into my dreams, but just some of these dreams have stuck with me and Maybe they mean something, maybe they don't. But I'm able to dream now, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm able to get into REM sleep when I do sleep. It's been pretty tough to sleep, though, because, you know, I've just been smoking for a while before I go to bed, and it helps me go to bed. And, you know, it, I'm not taking anything away from marijuana. It does help. It is a drug that I think helps people. It helps me with some of my anxieties. But I was definitely abusing it. And I can sit here honestly and tell you guys I was abusing it. I was numbing myself to just the world around me. I'd come home and I'd smoke. I'd already be high. I'd get high in the fucking parking lot before I uh, drive home from work. Numbing myself to feeling my girlfriend's love. Numbing myself to feel my brother's conversations. Numbing myself uh, at work, you know. Numbing myself in the gym. Why am I so fucking numb? What am I scared of? What am I scared of facing? The reality of life that I have to get shit done. That I have a podcast that I'm putting on the back burner. And a merchandising company that I'm putting on a back burner. All these things that I want to do in my life that are just waiting to for me to get done. Why? Because I'm high? Come on, man. You're better than that. You're better than that. Wake up. Wake up. If that's you, if you can relate to me at all with whatever substance you're using right now, man, make a fucking choice. Are you going to be fucking living your life numb for the, for the rest of your life? You're going to numb your reality? Or are you going to create your reality? But to create your reality and to execute, right? And to set deadlines and to and to come out victorious, whether it, whether you won or not, right? You're doing it. You just got to get better at it. You got to keep sharpening the sword. You have to be in a sober mind state. I truly believe that. I truly believe that. If I do go back to smoking, which I probably will, right? I'm not going to lie to myself here. I'm not going to abuse it. And if I do abuse it, I know I have the power to put it down. And this is me just kind of working through things in my mind. 
some of the cool things that I've noticed since um since I've been sober, my workouts have been a little bit emotional. You know, I've been feeling a lot more. Um, on October 9, 2023, these were some of my notes. My workout this morning was very emotional. I cried. I was a, I was ver, I was on the verge of tears multiple times. It feels good to feel. I conquered my demon this morning. I earned my keep today. And this, I was writing these notes as I was um, popping in and out of the steam room and, and sauna after I had finished my workout. And this song, Landslide, came on by Fleetwood Mac. And this song to me just is just such an emotional song for me. It reminds me of my mother. It reminds me of um, just being on long drives with her and my brother being in the backseat with me. Reminds me of my grandma. It reminds me just, it gives me this nostalgia and it fills my heart up with love. And I was, I was in those, um, as I was in the sauna and the steam room going back and forth, this song came on and it just gave me that much more, like, strength to just stay in the sauna and steam room. It sounds funny, but it gave me that extra little oomph that I needed to, to get through it. And, you know, I, I, I in that moment, I came to realize that I was truly numbing myself to the feelings, you know, that, that I've um, that I've bottled up, whether it's with my family, whether it's with my girlfriend, whether it's with myself. I was bottling these feelings up and putting them away. And I'm not fucking ashamed to say that I'm not, you know, and I didn't ask to feel like that that morning. I didn't asked for that song to come on. I didn't ask to think of all these things that came rushing to my mind, flooding my mind. But I do have to truly do some more work. And I and I understood that in that moment. I have to have these hard conversations. I have to forgive people in my life. I have to forgive myself for all the f- things that I've done in my life. And that's its own fucking monster. It's its own demon. But once you're living the life of truth, right? Once you're on your path and you ain't, you ain't putting smoke in front of the mirror yourself, right? And, you, and you're looking at yourself clearly in the mirror and you're being accountable of shit. Like, it's easier to digest, right? Sometimes we don't want to feel these feelings of sadness and sorrow and pain and anger. But I think that that's truly what we need as a human. We need to feel those emotions to either, like, dissect them. Why did we feel them? Or to address them. If we don't want to feel them again, why are we feeling this? Why do we keep why do these feelings keep coming up? Why do we keep numbing ourselves? But yeah, that's been my sober October so far in a nutshell. I've been really into sports. Um, I've been really into David Goggins and callousing the mind. He talks about taking souls. When I'm in the gym, I'm taking motherfucker souls. I'm back on that shit. Full circle mentality, baby. Ain't nothing fucking stopping me. Except for myself. <laughs> it's such a funny thing to say. It's so cliche. But it's the truth. We usually sabotage ourselves and impede ourselves from moving forward and from, you know, being what we truly want to be. Everybody who's on their path right now and is struggling and things may not be going your way, it's okay. Get the fuck back up. Let's keep going. Let's keep setting plans. Let's keep setting deadlines. Let's keep executing. I'm here with you. The Full Circle family's here with you. You are a part of this family if you're listening to this right now. And I truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You're here at 31 minutes and 46 seconds. 
man, you made it here with me. Another week, another another couple days sober. Another couple days, we're here laying bricks to build our castle, right? With that being said, everybody, thank you for joining me here today at you know on the Full Circle Mentality podcast. We went over a few things. Sit back, write some notes for yourself, create a plan, set a deadline, and execute. If that plan doesn't go according to plan, go back to the drawing board and refine that. Sharpen your sword. Be honest with yourself every single day. Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Are you doing what you're telling yourself you wanted to do? Are you the person you want to be? How do you become that person? All these questions. Do I have the answers to everybody's questions? No, I don't. I only can share with what I I only can share the things that I know and the experiences that I've been through. And sometimes that's all I've been talking about is just kind of working through the bullshit and the trauma in my mind. But that's okay. We live. We live. We live to fight another day. Come on, Craig. Come on, Craig. Put the gun down, Craig. No, I'm kidding. But everybody, thank you for joining me here today. Thank you for listening and bending your ear and being present in this moment. I truly appreciate it. Everybody, spread the peace and the love. I'm out.